Please stand. We gather in the name of God. God who brings us out of captivity into freedom. Who redeems us from all trouble and servitude. God who loves us and offers us new hope again and again and again. Amen. We sing. Let us pray. Merciful God, you have made all people in your image. We are all your beloved children, meant to drink the wine of deliverance and eat the bread of freedom. Help us see the bonds that connect us and look with compassion on the whole human family. Help us break down the walls that divide us. Bring us together so that all nations, races, and faiths may serve you in justice, peace, and harmony. Amen. The reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud, and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the same sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. Here ends the reading. Shalom. This presentation is a product of a fascinating theological discussion between Christian and Jewish co-workers planning this service together. My esteemed colleague, Dr. Kyle Johnson and Dr. Joseph Iverson. For generations and thousands of years, there has been great tension and suspicion between Christian Jew Christians and Jews concerning Passover. Once we understand that we have common core origins and narratives, both faith traditions can benefit from learning from each other. Thank you, Rabbi Bell, for the invitation to share this chapel meditation with you. First of all, I want to say that I am most thankful we live in a time that is a new era, an era of mutual respect between religious Jews and devout Christians. We know that Maundy Thursday marks the establishment of the Christian tradition of Eucharist. And we know that when Jesus gathered with the disciples on that first evening, they were celebrating a Passover meal. So tell us, Rabbi Bell, more a little about the Passover Seder as it's celebrated today. I believe that if one wishes to understand the Passover Seder account in the story of Jesus' death and resurrection and the ongoing influence of drinking wine and breaking bread in Christian tradition, it is helpful to look also at the current understanding of Passover in the Jewish traditions, to compare the meaning of drinking the wine and asking blessing over the wine and bread. In same way, we can think about breaking bread or matzah in Passover during the Seder. Tell us what exactly the Passover Seder is about. Passover Seder began as an ancient agricultural festival 
the festival of farmers and shepherds who celebrate a new generation of cattle and crops. Thus, Passover is all about new life, new beginnings, and hope for future. The symbolism of the Passover Seder in the Christian, in the Christian gospel narrative clearly marks that something new was born. New ideas, new theology, new religious tradition. Secondly, the biblical origin of Passover, based on Exodus narrative, is a celebration of liberation from oppression and becoming new people. Just as the oppressed Hebrew slaves ran away from Pharaoh, Pharaoh's tyranny to freedom, and later evolved into people of Israel who formed a covenant with God, so also Christian people ran away from Roman oppression and found freedom in Jesus, whom they professed to be the Messiah, the Christ. References to the new Moses scattered throughout Gospels, Mark, Luke, and especially in Matthew. Like Moses, Jesus goes up to the mountain to deliver a sermon and to give a new law. Matthew portrays Jesus as new Moses, who can free people from fear and bring, them <clears throat> and bring them to the new promised land. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians clearly marks the connection between his audience and the Exodus story. So just as in Judaism, where we remember Moses as a major figure in bringing liberation throughout Exodus, so is Jesus seen as savior and liberator within Christianity. We know that Passover is part of the high holy days, a time of high drama and ritual within Judaism. For many Christians, there is a sense that the five weeks of Lent and then Holy Week, which begins with Palm Sunday, one week from this Sunday, is also high drama. I can't help but thinking about the story that a colleague shared at Luther College. She told of suddenly being awakened by a phone call telling her that her younger brother had been killed in a motorcycle accident, the first death in her family. And she left Decorah to go up to southern Minnesota for the ritual of the funeral. All of the grieving as relatives came from all over to mark the death of her younger brother. Sudden, tragic. And then the thoughtful meditations at the funeral after the reveal. And then the gathering at her home when suddenly there was a sense of celebration, acceptance of the death of her brother. She returned to Luther College and she said, the whole thing was like deja vu, like I had been there before. And I couldn't figure it out, like I had walked through this before. And then it suddenly hit her. I had celebrated Lent and Good Friday and Easter for many, many years, but I had never thought that it was preparation for experiencing the death of a loved one and the pain and then the hope that comes through grieving and through family 
afterward. I'm wondering if Passover is somewhat similar as a drama. As a drama and the tradition. I will go over the main symbolism of Passover. And one of them is breaking the bread, or matzah, for us. Um, on Passover, we eat matzah, a thin, crispy bread that symbolizes poverty and oppression. One can easily break the matzah and have lots of crumbs all over the place, so we should be careful. The choice of matzah as a bread of affliction, to be broken and shared, is a significant in both Jewish and Christian traditions. Traditionally, on Passover night, we break the matzah at the beginning of the evening. We hide the other place. When we break the matzah, we say, the world is not complete. The world is broken. We hide one part, we call it afikoman. And then at the end of the evening, the kids look around, they find the pieces, and we try to and we connect them. And for us, we call it as a redemption through tikkun olam, repairing the world for us. Tell us what, a little more. What exactly do you mean by redemption when you say that? For us, is tikkun olam, as I said, repairing the world. Um, we need to work together as we connect the pieces. It symbolizes we work together as a community, as people, to bring wholeness to the world. And what exactly does the drinking of wine mean? In Jewish tradition, wine symbolizes two things. Joy and sanctification. We sanctify time and joyous occasions. So on every joyous, joyous occasion, we have a l'chaim, it's a toast. Um, the other part, it also symbolizes transition from regular state of being into a holy state of being. But let me put the word of caution. We need to be very careful with this kind of transitioning to sacredness. Otherwise, we may end up being drunk. So, um, so this is wine for us. Interestingly enough, if we pay attention to the words of what we say, we will find out a surprise. It's not wine at all. It's grape juice. And why is it so? Because the biblical references are to the fruit of the vine. And the symbolism is ancient Israel. So this is our connection to the fruit of the vine. Both Jewish, tradi Jewish and Christian traditions hold out the importance of sharing wine and affirming connections with ancient Israel and God, who is Lord of all. Tell us about other symbols, the egg and the paschal lamb. So on Passover, on our Seder plate, we have eggs, which symbolize new life, new beginnings, and hope, and paschal lamb. And I will say a few words about that. Uh, we usually uh, use a roasted bone shake, symbolizing sacrifices at the ancient temple. In ancient times, sacrifices were perceived as means of communication with God. The Hebrew word of korbanot, which is sacrifices, the root is karav, 
which means come close. It means come closer to God. Understanding the meaning and the Paschal, the meaning of Paschal sacrifice as coming closer to God and affirming the bond between humans and God is a key element to understand. According to the Gospels, Jesus was, Jesus was crucified on the occasion of Passover. I think that explains why the Apostle Paul and others in the early church community spoke of Jesus as the Lamb of God and why the sacrament is also a time of coming closer to God. I believe that the Passover traditions form an important background for Christians' celebration of the Eucharist. Rabbi Bell, I want you to know that within the Jewish tradition over the years, the traditional prayers said at Passover and on Sabbath have been so meaningful to me and I think can be to the Christian tradition as we think about the bread and the wine in our Christian Eucharist. Whenever those traditional Hebrew prayers are often are begun, begins with the preface, Blessed are you, O Lord our God, ruler of the universe, who causes bread to come forth from the earth. I think we share in common the wonderful word of thanksgiving that we live on an earth that sustains life, that brings forth such a variety of crops and fruit that can sustain life for people on this earth. And especially when we think about the ravages of war and of poverty throughout parts of the world, we pray that there might be adequate food, bread, that people could live. And in the same way, when we in the Eucharist celebrate by sharing wine, we need to remember the Hebrew prayer, Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, ruler of the universe, Borei Pari for you create the fruit of the vine. And as in Judaism, so also in Christianity, wine is a symbol of delight, a sign of great joy. And we need to remember that as we give thanks for the gift of life. That's part of our heritage from the Jewish tradition, from the Old Testament. In Isaiah 49, the prophet declares, it is not enough that we should just bring light to our own tradition. I give you to be a light to the nations. And that is, I think, my deepest hope this morning in this new era, that we might all commit our lives to working for a time when there will be an increase of trust, respect, and joy, not just among Jews and Christians, but including Muslims and all other religious traditions of the world. I will conclude with a metaphor of lighting a candle. When we light a candle with a candle, in both traditions, a candle light represents holiness. And when we light a candle with a candle, we touch, we connect. And one gives light to the other, one ignites the other 
without diminishing self. And together, let us pray. Gracious God, help us to remember that we are all your people, sustained by the same spiritual food and spiritual drink. Open our hearts to the radiance that shines forth from every human soul. Open our ears to the cries of all who are in need of assistance. Give us the courage to combat oppression and cruelty wherever they exist and to spread your light in the world. You are invited to 